Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to Millennial Stories with Sammy V, episode number nine. Got an awesome program for you today. I got Mike Saucer on today um, from Functions of Life Gym in Broadview Heights. Uh, but first, if you are a new time viewer of the podcast or YouTube show, please subscribe to the channel. All right, that way you get these videos right away uh, when I upload them. Every Sunday, I upload a new podcast with a new guest that's um, either got a cool business or is doing something inspiring in their life that can be inspiring to you. Um, so thanks again for tuning in. And also, if you please could share this with a friend. If you find value from this episode, you find value from this podcast, please share this with one friend. Uh, would really, really appreciate it. But like I said, we got Mike Soster on the show today. I'm really excited. I've known Mike for maybe about a year now, a year and a half. A year or two, yeah. Yeah, a year mm -hmm. or two. Um, Mike, you own a gym in Broadview Heights called? Functions of Life. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, Functions of Life here in Broadview Heights. And we have private personal training, uh, about 30 to 40 fitness classes a week. Uh, American Ninja Warrior training. Youth services that would include um, anywhere from ages four all the way to 18 and even college kids with performance training. Uh, so quite a bit for the whole family. And uh, as much as we try to do everything, we, we like to think we specialize in those things as well. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, we've been here about six, uh, going on seven years. And uh, nice slow growth. You know, we... we uh, are one of the top gyms here in Broadview Heights, and um, slowly we, we've been pulling from outside communities as well, so people have been traveling quite far to come to our facility, which is kind of cool. Um, so yeah, it's been a ride. It's awesome, and one thing I love about your gym, man, is like, it's super entrepreneurial. It's not like you, you know, you jumped into a big Planet Fitness or whatever, like you built this gym. I know, so there's, you can't see this, you will, I'm gonna show this on video, but he's got three sections to the gym, and if you tell, Correct me if I'm wrong, but you basically you had just this room that we're in. Is that right to start out with? To start out with, I had much less next door. Okay. So, I mean, it, it could go back to that. I mean, right. everything just starts with, you know, an idea and it goes from there. But um, here at this location, we did only have this facility right here with a lot less equipment, a lot less cool stuff on the walls and everything, uh, and a lot less clients. But... Um, but yeah, we expanded. Uh, we almost tripled our size in that six years um, because we need to make the American Ninja Warrior room and kickboxing and boxing room. And then we have also an auxiliary auxiliary gym that's about the same size as this uh, with everything we need over there for private personal training, um, elite sports performance training. Uh, we do something called hybrid cross training uh, in the early mornings and just quite a bit of stuff now that we have been able to expand our actual brick and mortar. So. Sweet. So how did all this start? How did Functions of Life start from the very, very beginning? You know, I, I entered the Air Force when I was 18 years old, and um, they kind of forced me to become a, a trainer, a military trainer, I guess you would say, um, to where you have to make sure everyone passes their fitness test, make sure they're, uh, you know, kind of game ready in the military. And it was a challenge. I was young, and I was, I was training people a lot older than me, and I really didn't have any experience, no formal education. And when you get thrown into something like that, you know, I didn't want to, you know, halfway anything. So I'm like, I got to learn this stuff. So um, during that six years in the, in the service, 
I really kind of grew into that position and I had some identity with that. And um, when it was time to move on and I wanted to go to college, you know, you have to pick a major. And I come from a family where uh, engineering might be the way to go. That's where my brothers went and uh, my dad as well. But um, I just took a different path. I went from fixing F-15s to, um, you know, anatomy and physiology classes and uh, health and fitness kind of consumed my life at, at that. Oh, yeah, it was, but it was everything I, I wanted. And so... Um, when you go to school for that, it's almost like you're not really going to school for anything because it's so fun yeah. and exciting. And um, so when, once I got through my undergrad, which was the first step, you know, I didn't know I wanted any of this. I just knew I wanted to help people. I wanted to be a trainer, and uh, I thought it would be a great lifestyle. So um, I scored a pretty cool internship out in San Diego. Um, I got kind of lucky, and we, we were in a place where we were training a lot of pro athletes. Um, we were able to see what it takes at that level, but at the same time, train a lot of college and high school kids as well. Um, and you got to see what, what the real good stuff is. You know, um, Todd Durkin was my boss out there. He's a pretty uh, famous fitness guy. And from there, I had to make a decision. You know, is this something I want? Or um, I also miss my family, and they're back in Cleveland. So I decided to go back to Cleveland, uh, start my master's degree, and, you know, live with mom and everything, grind it out. And during that time, I worked for a few gyms, and uh, it didn't really work out. You know, I, I noticed. Why was that? I, why is that? You know, I saw things differently than these guys. Um, nothing against them. I just saw it differently. And when, when you're at some of these bigger cities and you see how fitness is done, and um, you see the expectations out there, you think to yourself, why, why can't that be the expectation here? And mm -hmm. how come we're not doing this stuff? If, if this works so well... Why are we doing this over here? Um, you know, I'm not all about the money-driven stuff. I mean, it's a business. You have to, you have to bring in revenue, but right. um, you find your purpose in it a little bit more, and you find that why not do the hard stuff to teach people, but the things that are worth teaching people that are actually going to help them. Yes. Okay. And um, you know, some people aren't up about that. You know, we're in a world where we want it now, and. Right. Uh, if you want it now, then okay, starve yourself for three days. I, I don't know, like, right, know, right. It, I guess, you know, I shouldn't say that. But um, <laughs> but good training is hard to come by. Not just uh, in a city like this, you know, big cities as well. Um, people don't know. They don't know where to go. And why choose this gym over this gym? Why choose this trainer over this other trainer? And um, And to me, it comes down to well, what kind of culture are you providing? You know, what kind of environment is motivating them? And to me, when you have, um, you know, an atmosphere that gives you that energy, you don't have to provide it so much for yourself. Mm -hmm. And so when you get in the gym, you're, you're already wanting to do it all. And uh, if motivation is the biggest thing and you can get past that, then, then that's the biggest hurdle. You right. just got to get yourself here. Mm -hmm. So um, after San Diego and after master's degree I still didn't have much direction uh, working for these other guys and um, I just took a leap of faith you know I, I met a guy he wanted to go in on me and get a thousand square foot unit I said you know what are we living for yeah let's do it okay. and um, I How old were you at this time at this time I was uh, I would have been 27 okay. so and like um, four years in the Air Force 
Six years in the Air six, Force. Six years in the Air Force. Two years of college while I was in the Air Force. Okay. Um, and then two years undergrad, and then internship in, in a year uh, online training training at Cal U uh, for exercise science. Uh, but then after that, you know, I, I was all in on this, and sometimes you don't know what you are doing. And, but when you got your back against the wall, you figure it out real fast because you got to eat and, you know, you want to do fun stuff with your friends and this and that, um, and you got to survive, you got to grow. And so, um, we, every time we would bring in money, which wasn't much at all, a certain percentage would go towards equipment or, or whatever. And, um, I had zero clients for, for a while. Wow. And, and, it was verbal commitments from people when I first started that didn't equate to anything. And, you know, it is what it is. You know, you, you can't always get things in writing or nor do you want to sometimes. But um, uh, I had a few people that walked in my doors knowing that my signs were out front and just a little curious. And I told those first people, I said, if you bring me more, if you bring me five people, ten people, I will give you this rate. I will take care of you. I will make sure uh, you are getting exactly what you want out of these programs. And the key is you can't let up on that. You have to honor that for as long as you possibly can. And um, it's been it's been six seven years, and those same people are on that same rate. Wow. And um, you know, one person started with one, brought ten. Those ten brought five. And if you take care of every single person and you provide world-class customer service, uh, create the raving fans, and uh, you just don't let up, it will happen. And you got to have some type of belief in there, uh, in yourself, in the system, uh, believe in what you're doing. And um, I think just month after month, you just you're so focused on that end result, whatever that was at the time. Every year's a different goal. Before you know it, you're there. You meet your little goals, and um, you know you can't be the one canceling the sessions. And you know you have to. If anyone's ready to train, and if you see that in them, that they're they're ready to give you sixty percent, you got to be ready to give them one hundred fifty percent. Because if they know you're always there, and they know every time they come to you, they're going to get that type of service, how can they possibly go anywhere else? Right. So uh, I think that was the key to, to us getting going here. And the other part of that, I think, is the trainers that you hire. Um, good people around you is, is so important. You can't do it all yourself. And that's where you just have to be careful on you know who you're bringing in and, and who you're taking care of. Um, but uh, I think that was that was the key okay. to it all. Yeah. So you said raving fans. Have you read that book? Yes. You have. Okay. Yeah, it's been a while. That's um, a awesome book. If you want to start a business, you want really any sales or just for anybody, raving fans is the easiest book to read in the world. It's phenomenal. Um, but it's all about customer service and stuff like that. So how did you? So you said how did you think of the idea? Okay, if I I'm having trouble getting clients. I need to grow my business. I need to get more clients, clients that pay because, you know, like you said, you're not money hungry, but you got to pay the bills. If you can't pay the bills, you can't provide the product right. that you're providing, right? So profit is good. You want profit, profit is necessary. If anybody's complaining about the price of the product, mm. that's really stupid because 
I understand maybe like it's more expensive, whatever, but like yeah, they have that business has to create a profit so they can provide you that product. Yeah. So um, that's good. But how did you how did you think of okay, I'm gonna you know, if you can bring me ten clients, five, like was that just something you thought of? Yeah. Or you sit down in your room and it's like, hey, how can I grow my business? What kind of made you think of that? So I'm glad you asked that. Um, at the beginning my rent was a thousand a month. So remember that one person that came and those ten pe people they brought with them, they were on a hundred dollars a month unlimited classes, services. So I knew my rent was paid. Okay. And if it comes down to eating peanut butter sandwiches, I can do that. You know, <laughs> I've done it too. So I mean, uh, at the time, I, I believed in it so much to where now all I have to really do is get those ten people to reach out their their branches and and see what they can bring in. And I already knew the area was lacking in this field. Um, so I believed in everything that we were doing, and no matter what it was going to take, I knew it was going to come. I just didn't know how fast it was going to be. Um, and you mentioned about like the cost. You know, some, sometimes some of our services can be pricey to others, or um, but it's all about value. Um, you know, you no matter how much money someone has or doesn't have, um, it's the value that they can take in that's the most important thing. Right. And if I know the value of my services is far more than than I know at least anything else around, and it's all I can do. I I know. Um, some of the things that we provide in whether it's personal training or classes um, I look at every little part of that mm -hmm. from the day that they walk in um, it's an experience and from from that moment until they walk out on their first day uh, to their follow-up call the, the day after um, if, if no other gym is doing those things that makes that person feel a sense of connectivity to the gym to feel like they're being taken care of and, and to know that they're t being taken care of, um, nothing else can ever beat that. Mm -hmm. And all you can do is give it your best. And if you're doing that every day, and if you're training your trainers to do that every day, um, the only place to go is up. And those raving fans, you have to give them a reason um, not to talk about you. I mean, raving fans, they, they are the ones that, <clears throat> excuse me, they're the ones that go out and talk about you. Normally, people talk about the bad stuff, mm -hmm. but a raving fan screams out the good stuff, and they're yeah. the ones that are posting on their Facebook pages, and they're like, you know, I, I cannot believe I found this gym. Um, you know, I, I've gotten some some comments in, our, in some of our feedback, things that we've sent out, saying, I've been working out for 30 years, and I've never had so much fun at wow. a gym. That's awesome. And, I mean, some That's of that stuff is, oh, it, it's a great feeling, and you know, we sent out these surveys, and the feedback that we got back is is overwhelming. I didn't expect it at all. And I, maybe I sh should have expected it. I don't know. I, you know, I know what we're doing here and stuff. But um, to hear those things coming from people, it's it's not someone that's satisfied. It's someone that's overly satisfied, and they're begging their friends to come every day. But fitness is a weird thing, man. It 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 takes a lot for someone to start a new program. And to go into a place that's possibly a little intimidating, mm -hmm. um, but once you get them in your doors, and if if you're providing them with a service that is that is lacking in their life, um, you will grow and you will prosper, and uh, it becomes a family, and the culture grows, and um, only good things can come from that. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So 
you said um, from the very beginning it was like a thousand square foot space. Was that this space? No, was it was um, down the street by the by the Giant Eagle down there. We were okay. sharing a building with Genia Fairview. Um, then we split off from there, okay. and it was so small. And I had no clients, you know. And um, <laughs> you know, some people that might be watching this might remember some of those days. And um, but we then we moved over right next door to my facility over here. We had twenty five hundred square feet, and that's okay. when the rent was a thousand for me. Oh, okay. Um, that's when I had signs out and I put out some marketing flyers and all that. And I had one person that that walked in one day a little curious. And at this point, I was giving out a lot of free services. And you're you just sitting in the gym waiting for somebody. You're sitting pretty out much. I mean, I'm working on. You can always improve your website. You can always. You know, I'm working on stuff. My programs were already set. I knew what programs I wanted to deliver. Uh, it's just a matter of who wanted to do it. I already spent all my money on equipment that was necessary. Um, some dumbbells. TRX was a key thing uh, in getting the business going. Uh, TRX is a full body uh, workout mechanism that you could you could use. And if I have eight TRX, I can fit 16 people in a class. Mm -hmm. And so every Monday, Thursday night, I pa I packed it every every Monday, Thursday. Um, 16 people in that class and uh, and when you punch crunch your numbers and if you know that's gonna bring in 150 bucks every time that's $300 a week um, that's 1200 is something and yeah. so those people know people and if, if you keep trying to get uh, your raving fans to reach out their branches to others um, something can come of that right. if, if you stop your wheels at any point um, it's exactly that you're you're coming to a halt and if you think you can take a vacation in the first year um, I don't know what kind of business you're trying to run but I mean you can't let up yeah. and and so um, it's a mentality yeah. and you, you have to be all-in and for those that kind of think it's not possible you know that's that's too big that's thinking too too big um, you have to start at that point and then break it down where do I have to get what do I have to do to get to here? Break it down. Where do I have to, what do I have to do to get to here and here and here? Um, and it goes all the way down to where you're at, and that's where you start. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's an eight-year plan. Maybe it's a four-year plan, but um, every big company started like that. Right. And as, as long as you are thinking in terms of that, um, why not me? Yeah. Always tell yourself, why not me? And... Um, I, I think the sky's the limit, you know, as cliche as that is, uh, it really is, especially in small markets like Cleveland uh, with the field of fitness. Yeah. I think of what you just said as, have you ever heard of the stream analogy, analogy of the stream? So, like, I was actually coaching a kid earlier today, and I was telling him, I said, you know, you need to do the stream. So, like, is the, is the stream um, more powerful or the rock more powerful? And the stream is way more powerful because the stream just keeps... Keeps pounding, mm -hmm. keeps pounding that rock, right? And eventually it wears that rock away, right? Yeah. But the key is, is that the stream's got to keep going, right? As it keeps going, it keeps going. And every day as you're working, every day as you're grinding, every day as you're putting in the time, you're not taking mm -hmm. vacations your first year to two years of, you know, opening a business, you know, as you're doing that, eventually what's going to happen is it's going to wear that rock away. Mm -hmm. Or what's going to happen is, you know, the gym that you created over six, seven years. So that's what I just thought of that when you were, when you were saying that. Now, so when did you move from that facility to this location? That was that was six years ago. That's why six or okay. seven years, because I was only there for about a year, and um, 
you know, some business deals go bad a little bit. We were growing very fast, just right from the start because of all that referral program that we had. Yeah. Um, so we were taking over that space, and you know, the deal was, you know, this was my rent, that was theirs, and don't step on each other's toes. And uh, they wanted a little bit more, and I'm like, you know, um, I can't do that. You know, I have to. I've worked this hard for to go even further. And yeah. so if I'm going to grow out of this place, I think I need to move now. And um, there's a local a landscaping company that was um, owned by Dominic Del Corpo. And uh, they've been around for, for many years, but he's the guy that took a chance on me. I needed something very fast. I told him, can you build it in two months? And he said he could make it work. He really appreciated someone standing in front of him that was hardworking, willing to willing to put in that work. Yeah. And um, he was an older guy, and he was just explaining how that's just hard to come by. And I'm like, I, I promise you, man, I give me a lease, and you know I'm going to be making those payments every month. You're not going to have to worry about me. And so um, he took that chance. We moved over, and you know it was tough at first. I mean, there there's nothing easy about any step of the yeah. process. Um, you're always going to have speed bumps, and you're always going to wish you were right just one step further. But um, <clears throat> we kept growing. Um, you know, we, we had a good group of trainers to, to jumpstart it, and it just kind of went from there. Pretty cool. Now, um, how, what's the biggest challenge in owning this type of gym? I'm sure there's oh, quite man. a few. If I, were, if I were to nail it down, um, it is still dealing with people um, you know every person is different every trainer that you hire is different uh, they all have different needs and as much as I was maybe a great trainer at a time um, you have to become a great manager and you have to become a great owner and um, if, if people are needing something you, you have to fill that need in some way or else a problem will occur down the road whether it, it is a client or it is a, an employee of yours. And if you don't do what it takes to, to fill that person's need, uh, like I said, it, it will come out as a bigger problem in the future that could, could ruin your business. I mean, we've had, some, we've had some close calls in the past. I mean, if a trainer with 40 hours a week leaves you, um, that leaves you in a pretty tough position. Yeah. But uh, if you continue to believe in what you do, and if you learn from the experience, then you can kind of get back on the growth, uh, the, the growth pattern. So, I people, think that we find from a lot of businesses is, you know, is people. It's hard to deal with people because people, you know, like a yeah. building, right? This building <clears throat> doesn't really change much. You walk in that day, it looks pretty much the exact. It's the exact same as when you walk the night before. But you can walk into a gym, right? One of your trainers is. Had a, was feeling awesome the day before, right? But something happened in their family, right? And they're not feeling great that day, and now you got to manage that situation. You know what I mean? As people, people have emotions. You know what I mean? As a trainer, you're expected to be the most energetic, um, happy, positive, motivational person every day. And if you really think about that, is it possible? You know, um, yeah. You, if you know how to manage your emotions, and I mean, some days it might be a little bit more fake than others, but I mean, if, if for the most part, deep down the passion is there, 
and if your whys are in check and why you're doing everything that you're doing and you're not just coming, you know, I got to do this, you know, I got to train this person. Every person that you train, there's a challenge in there. Every person can take it a little further. Um, most people want to take it further, but you just have to help them get over their hurdles. Yeah. That's where your passion can be. And so uh, when you think of it in terms of, of that, um, every day is an adventure and a journey. And that's what gives you that genuine positivity where you don't have to act like you yeah. want to be somewhere. It's an art. Yeah. It's, you know, the training part is a science, but it is a huge art uh, to figure out the psychology of what it takes to get someone to do something. Yeah. Uh, like coaching. Right, right. I can totally relate with you being a private soccer trainer. Like, mm -hmm. I got stuff going on in my life outside of, you know, when I go to a session, and yeah. it's like I may have all this stress going on, but I've got to, like, leave that behind you gotta somehow and go, like, how do yeah. I, like, provide the best hour of this kid's life? You know, like that's the way I look at it. How do I, how do I take all that? Yeah. Sometimes you have to fake it, you know, and sometimes you have to, and then deal with that later. But you know, that's customer service, and that's why yeah. you've been being able to be so successful. You said earlier a couple of things. You said put your back against the wall and going all in. Is that something that you recommend, or would that be? Would you, which, if you went back, would you do it differently? Looking back, I don't know if I could do it, but that's not how you have to. At the time, it doesn't matter. You don't know what right. the future holds. And looking back, me thinking, I don't know if I could do it again, but I wasn't in the state of mind I am now. Um, you know, I was, my back was against the wall uh, before. And so if, if that's what you want, and um, if that's what you're, you can handle in your life, you know, you, you have your relationships that you don't want to just step away from everything and put it all into this one thing, you still have to be very balanced, which is a whole other thing you have to kind of focus on. Um, Balancing what way, what do you mean by that? Well, when it comes to fitness, you don't have to see it as physical fitness. There's, when you think of health, your physical health, mental health, spiritual health, your social health, and when you look at it as a whole like that, if those things aren't satisfied, um, if your family life isn't good, uh, relationships, um, you know, if, if for some people your spiritual health is not there, um, it's going to come out. And yeah. so you have to take care of all those things while you're really focusing on this. Um, and yeah, there's there's times that you have to, you have to grind and uh, I call them jam sessions. And so if you know you have to get some stuff done, you have to shut the phone off. You know, you cannot turn the TV on. For me, it's like I got the guitar sitting over there looking at me, and that's really easy to just get going. Yeah. But um, when you're in a jam session, you have a something to complete. Get it done, and then you can reward yourself with something at the end. But I think the problem is people procrastinate, and although they might have a task that they can easily get done in six hours, they look at that big picture. Six hours of work, you know. I just do a little bit here and then I'll go yeah. up with my friends and I'll come back to it. Get it done. You'll feel a lot better once it's complete and you might even be motivated to keep going. Because when you see that end product, when you start to see everything come together, yeah, um, that's even more motivational when you complete a new website 
and you're starting your second business, your third business, and you, you start to see all the things that you really want to do in your life um, as far as what you're creating with, biz with the businesses that you're doing. Um, when you see that all come together, that pushes you to the next level. Yeah, yeah. Totally agree with that. I think success, like, su like successes motivate you to, like, to do more. Because it also changes your thinking, right? So you're like, yeah. you know, you've accomplished something, you move from that gym to this gym to three, you know, so now you're thinking, man, maybe I can do something bigger. Because is that kind of what you're saying? Oh, we think big. So tell me a little bit. What's, um, what's in the, for functions of life? Might be the is, first time I'm 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 saying this uh, out loud. I I have thoughts all day, yeah. every day, and so um, we do uh, Ninja Warrior, and these kids, for some of them, it's the most important part of their day, and you can't take that lightly at all. And so that program is so important. We start training at four years old, and we train their minds to love activity and fitness and I think everyone knows that there's a problem with that once they hit that gaming age and um, there's some problem if, if kids don't stay in sports um, if they lost their confidence in some way that can spiral into other things and I have to think in terms of what if my kid was in this program what do I want it to be and what do I want them to get out of it some people might see it as, you know, oh, it's obstacle course. That's kind of cool. You know, as a coach, um, let's put it this way. I don't let anyone else teach that class because it's so important to teach these kids on a daily basis what it means to work hard, bring the right attitude, um, follow directions uh, because you follow directions your whole life. Follow them properly as well. Mm -hmm. Discipline, self-discipline. Um, completing your homework on time. We give them homework. And if they don't turn it in, well, you're not getting the reward that goes along with that. No excuses. And I'm kind of tough on them, but at the same time, they will respond to whatever you put them in. Yeah. And if you want to shape them into a certain um, you know, ninja warrior or, or um, certain person, it is possible. You just you can't let up. It's like, it's like, tra like training a dog. Like You can't let up when, you, when you're training a dog. You have to be consistent. They have to know what to expect um, as far as rewards and things like that. Yeah. And it's so important. So that's one whole thing, and we're growing that every day. Um, that When they graduate out of that, they come to our other uh, youth classes that are for older kids. And the good thing is they're already strong. And they listen to us, and they know what we expect, the hard work, um, commitment to a program. So we've already trained their brains, and uh, now it's just a matter of putting in the work and then translating it to whatever they're doing in their life. Um, functions of life, there's many functions in your life. Whatever that may be, you can apply it at that point. So yeah. that's, that's one big thing that's kind of my baby. And, um, but the next one is on a larger scale with trainers in this area. Um, some people think that all the best trainers are Chicago, um, West Coast, New York and stuff, but it's not necessarily true. And if we want to further our education, sometimes we have to go out there with all our trainers and we have to, um, you know, go through these seminars and conferences and stuff. And that's cool. It's motivational and everything. But why is there not one right here? Um, 
yeah, maybe people don't want to be like, I want to visit Cleveland this weekend, right, you right, know? Right. I would. But like, I, I think Cleveland's awesome. I, oh, I love it here. Yeah. And and there's there's so much to do. And the bulk of the time, you're in a conference, you're in a seminar anyway. So right. you're not there, you're not there to party. Um, so all the trainers in this area, you may not think that this is a big um, area for fitness. And it's, it's really not. That's why I think I was able to get the business going so fast. The competition really isn't there. And, and good training, it's hard to come by. Mm-hmm. Um, so in my eyes, a lot of people around here need, need that help. So why not bring all the trainers together? Do, do some things that you know, help learn from each other. Motivate each other. Do some competitions against each other and yeah. stuff like that. Um, but also bring the ego down and just kind of realize that we're all in this together. You, you deal with cancellations too, right? You know, uh, you deal with all the same things. Your feet hurt every day too. Mm -hmm. And when you're in that environment more than just once a year, when you go out to your big conferences, that means something. And I think that's a possibility around here and we can, uh, up our level a little bit in these small markets like Cleveland, um, and we can kind of make it into something really cool. Yeah. Well, it goes back to someone's got to do that. Someone can do that. Why not me? Right. Love that, man. Love that. Um, thanks for sharing that. Because then you said it's the first time you really talked about that. So I appreciate yeah. that. Um, so um, I'm going to wrap up here. But last last question for you. Um, you know, hey, you built an awesome gym. You know, you've done it from putting your back up against the wall. Starting in a small space, building out, built you built your business organically. It's not like you've taken on a, a million dollar loan from the bank. You know what I mean? Like you built this business organically from you know one client that walked in your door, and I think that is a. I can't wait for young people to hear this story because um, you're what you're 33, 34, about to be 34, about to be 34. Um, so someone that's you know 22, 23, 24 years old that maybe is a trainer or wants to get into owning a gym or just a business in general and can see that over the course of 10 years, um, you know, without having to dive into a big bank loan and this, that, or the other, can grow a business organically just through straight hard work, being the stream, and um, doing it consistently. Um, what is success to you? Uh, to me, it's you know, it changes every year. Um, success in my first year was, how can I reach as many people as I can with personal training? Um, but then you realize there, there's a cap on that. How much can you actually work? Um, you know, there are other ways to reach people uh, in a positive way. But being successful could mean if you can reach those people, then they can reach other people. Um, not necessarily to bring them to your business, you know, revenue, profits aside and all that, because success is kind of far away from the financial stuff. Um, yeah, you can be financially successful. Uh, to me, that means you meet your basic needs. But when it comes to being successful, it, it comes down to being happy. And are you happy with what you're doing? Are you happy with what you're creating? Are you being driven by something that you don't really like? Um, if you 
are driven financially and you're like, I want to make $100,000. Well, why? Why do you need $100,000? You really don't if you want to live some type of lifestyle because um, that's not always the road to happiness. So if you can be driven by things like you had a session with somebody and you bring them tears of joy for whatever reason. They lost 8% body fat and they did it in only three months. They're getting married next month. And you give them a feeling that not only did I do this just now, but I can do this the rest of my mm -hmm. life. This person showed me the way when it comes to fitness. And as a professional, that's what you're there for. Um, we're not here to do personal training with someone for 20 years. If they want to, sure. Um, we're here to give people knowledge and skills and lifelong skills that um, can inspire them and kind of create a better path for them, whatever that may mean. So for me, it's, it's to remain happy in this field, um, stay passionate, and keep making an impact. That's a word from uh, my mentor, Todd Durkin. He's, he's known as the impact man. What's, what's a kind of ironic, he talks about money there and talks about what I, find, what I find to be true with a lot of, really just anything in life, like if you make an impact on enough people, that $100,000, that a million dollars, whatever it is, ends up happening. It just happens. You know? It's like, it's like what uh, Zig Ziglar said. He mm -hmm. says, if you help enough other people get what, you, what they want, you eventually get what you want. And, you know, that's one thing that I'm learning in my life more and more is that the more that I help people in a genuine way because I want to actually help them the more that actually the good things come back in my life and so I think that's uh, that's awesome and keeping that perspective on impact um, so well thanks dude for coming on yeah man. Man, I really appreciate thanks it. for having me I appreciate it this has been awesome so if you don't if you're not familiar with functions of life alright it's in Broadview Heights it's an awesome gym I've taken classes here I've done some of my private training here as well um, I know the trainers, they're awesome. I really, really love the boxing class personally myself and the kicks, kickboxing class. Not enough guys come to that, come to that, in my opinion. Not enough guys come do classes in general, but we're working on it. Yeah, yeah. So if you're a guy out there and you want an awesome class to come to, all right, right here in Broadview Heights, come check it out. Um, this has been great. Episode number nine of Millennial Stories with Sammy V. Um, I'm going to tag him and his business and his gym um, in this post. So uh, check it out. And um, like I said, if you're new viewer to this podcast, please go ahead and subscribe to the channel. If you found value from this, please also share it with a friend. Stay tuned. Until next time, appreciate it, guys.